Welcome to another edition of God Signs, the radio ministry of Deaf Bible Society of Arlington, Texas. Your host today is J.R. Bucklew. He's the president and CEO of the society. This ministry is dedicated to translating the Bible into every signed language on earth until all the deaf people all around the world have had the opportunity to see the Word of God in their own language on the fingertips of people just like them. I'm Marshall Lawrence. And without any further ado, let me introduce you to your host today, J.R. Bucklew. J.R.? Well, welcome back to another week of God Signs. Um, uh, and so stay with us today. Uh, we have a great guest with us on the program, Mike Silva, uh, with Mike Silva International and his ministry. And uh, I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation that we're going to have. And so before, uh, before I end up wasting any of our time, I really want us to go right into Scripture. I'm going to read from 2 Timothy chapter 3. Today I'm going to read two verses for us, uh, verses 16 and 17 from the English Standard Version. And it says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All Scripture all Scripture breathed out by God, all Scripture profitable for all of these things. One of the questions that I asked one of our staffers as we were getting ready to do this program this morning is, what, what is what's the key there for us in all Scripture? What do we have to have for all Scripture? Well, we have to have Scripture. We have to have access to Scripture. We have to have access to this that is breathed out by God. And and if you've been listening with us for, for a while now, you, you, you've learned that there are millions of people around the world that do not have access to Scripture. John Chestnut from Wycliffe Bible Translators was with us a few weeks ago, and, uh, and he shared that, again, this isn't J.R. Uh, exaggerating a number, but there are literally millions of people around the world who do not have access to a single piece of Scripture in their language. Jesus has not been translated into their language. So, if that's true, where do we get teaching and reproof and correction and training in righteousness? How do we become complete? How do we become equipped for every good work? What is good work? What defines good work? Well, we know that we're made complete not only through the written Word of God, but we are made complete because of the Word of God through Christ Jesus, a transformation of our own hearts, a transformation of our own minds, a renewing of our minds says, because of the Word of God. And unlike you and I, there are, there are so many people that don't have access to this. And even for those that are, that are doing the work of an evangelist, as we'll find out today, mm-hmm. That, that, are, that are tracking on this path that God has called them on, every once in a while, the Lord does something in your life that, that wakes you up to see something that was right there that we might have missed. But the Lord didn't miss them. The Lord did not overlook them. Though as, as men and women we may overlook a people, the Lord has not overlooked the deaf people of the world. He has a plan to show them that you are my children. 
He has a people among the deaf all around the world. And so I hope you'll uh, enjoy our time today as I talk with Mike Silva. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, JR. It's great to be here. I would really love, would you, would you tell, tell our listeners just, just who, who is Mike Silva mm-hmm. and, and what are you doing and why are you doing it? I am uh, an individual that loves the Lord Jesus, been married for 42 years, four great daughters, eight grandbabies, and, uh, and a couple of more on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to start by saying thank you to you and Deaf Bible Society. This is, in my opinion, this ministry is, uh, has captured my heart. Thank you for your desire and your eyes and your, and your heart and your ears and your resources that you give to the deaf community. The deaf community is often overlooked in the world and in society. And I just want you to know that I want to partner with you, help you, and assist you mm. to be able to put a spotlight Mm-hmm. Um, on your ministry, your efforts, and being able to reach deaf people. Oh, thank you, Mike. It's um, you know, as 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 I share with many people, whether it's oftentimes um, I'll go into a meeting or I'll meet someone new, and people that have a platform, or or maybe it's just people that are passionate about helping those with a platform. And, and I feel like we've gotten somewhere, and I'd say, yes, this is an advocate. And they say, you know, slap me on the knee and say, well, JR, we're praying for you. Look us up next time you're in town. And I go, oh, mm. there's so much we could do. And mm. the things that we've been able to do over the years um, yes. and the things that I think the Lord is going to allow us to do mm-hmm. in the years to come are yes. incredible. So thank you, Mike. You're more than welcome. Um, uh, so your, your, your platform. Before before we connected, uh, before you were made aware of Deaf Bible, uh, when did when did your your organization begin? When did you really really start doing the work that you're doing today? The the Lord gave me a, a dream and a vision to be involved in evangelism cross culturally mm-hmm. when I was 18 years of age, and so it has been a process of trial and error. Um, And so I don't know where we are. People often say, how did you get to where you are? I'm not sure I know where I am, (laughs) but I can tell you it's it's been a process of trial and error. And uh, we're simply, uh, I'm simply a missionary evangelist. Mm. Uh, We're in the business of rescue. We Mm. rescue people, spiritually lost people. That's what we do. What does that look like? How does your ministry do that? We do that with using uh, one of the languages of the world is music. So we will build around a a large music festival Mm. that believers can invite their non-believing friends to. Mm. And so we'll we'll put on an event like that and allow believers to invite their non-believing friends. And then we share the gospel, hopefully in a compelling, Mm. uh, in a compelling way. And the festival is called. Is there a is there a common theme to the festival? It's called you in Spanish. In Spanish, it's called Festival por la Vida. Por la Vida. Festival por la Vida, and so we do that in the Spanish-speaking countries of the world. So often, when I tell people that we minister in the Spanish countries, they say, "Oh, so you're in a in Central America." But the Spanish world is much larger mm-hmm. than Central America. There are Spanish speakers uh, on six of the seven continents of the globe. And so, um, and not just because of the diaspora, but because there are local Spanish-speaking communities there. That's correct. 
Yeah, that's correct. So e- even in Africa, even in Africa, we just got back not long ago. Uh, um, Equatorial Guinea, mm. uh, in English, uh, Equatorial Guinea is how you say it, and it's the smallest country in all of Africa, and they speak Spanish there. And we've just gotten back from there. And Jr., we met some deaf. <laughs> While you were there. While we were there, we met um, a woman that runs a home for some deaf girls from child, just children up through teenagers. And we found them, Jr. because we were looking for them. Mm. And I, I want to confess to you and those that are watching today and listening today, most of my life, I wasn't looking for the deaf community. Mm. And I confess that as, as wrong. And I just want you to know, I will never again live like that. Mm. I am looking for and seeking the deaf community now. May I share something else yeah, with please, you, please, JR, that may, may be a surprise to you? Mm. There are people in the world that I pity. Mm. There are people in the world that I feel sorry for. But it is not the deaf community. Mm. I feel sorry. Watch this. I feel sorry for the spiritually deaf Mm. And you can be hearing and be spiritually deaf. Mm. That's who I feel sorry for. I thought it was so interesting as I was looking in Scripture, and I found out, first of all, a definition of deafness is a refusal to listen. Mm. Spiritual deafness, it's a refusal to listen or to be persuaded. If a person is spiritually deaf, they're unreasonable, they're unyielding. They're deaf, if you please, to advice. Mm. And those are the people that I feel sorry for. Yeah. Not the physically deaf, but the spiritually deaf. It's interesting. You read out of Timothy chapter 3. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 4, it says that there are people that will turn away their ears from truth. Mm. What is that a picture of? being spiritually deaf. Yeah. To me, those are the people that I feel sorry for. Those are the people that I pity. Those are the people that we want to assist in going after. Spiritually speaking, hardness of heart, that leads to spiritual deafness. Yeah. Hardness of heart. Ezekiel 12 and verse 2 says this, that there are people who live in the midst of a rebellious house. Hmm. So I just want you to know it's a it's a joy to be able to be here. It's an honor to be able to partner and work with Deaf Bible Society. And uh, it is a privilege for me to get to know and to love the deaf community, some of the greatest, most wonderful people that I've encountered in my life. They may not be able to speak audibly, but they speak to me volumes, loudly, mm. in what they say and how they live. Yeah. I want to say thank you to that for yeah. that. Thank you, Mike. You know, you're absolutely right. I I meet people all the time that we were talking about earlier this morning that say, well, are, are there really any deaf people here? I say, they are. You're mm-hmm. just not aware. You're not looking. Mm-hmm. But they're right there. They're, I mean, they're right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life as a, as a coda, child of deaf adults, uh, I can't – I found myself almost – uh, the deaf community has been somewhat inescapable for me. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, I'm, yes. I come across a deaf guy. I, uh, one of my first experiences in Ethiopia was going to a village. No one knew me in this village. 
No, 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 no one there knew my connection to deaf people. I was with an Ethiopian church planner, and we get into this village, and all of a sudden a guy shows up with his son, and he says, we heard a foreigner had showed up, and we've, we've lost all hope. We don't know where to go or what to do, and we thought maybe this guy could help. Well, mm. what's the problem with your son? He's deaf. Does he know what to do? And I thought, Lord, there's no way that this guy, you know, mm. and, and there wasn't. Mm. But, but he, he just brings uh, me into the community everywhere I go. And they're right there. You were talking about mm-hmm. in Equatorial Guinea, you saw them. Mm. But I think back a few years ago, before you were looking, mm-hmm. um, one, of our, one of our team members, uh, Chantel Pagan, uh, came to you and said, hey, we, we kind of have this idea. What, what, was your initial, what was your initial reaction uh, to us kind of approaching you? Because Festival uh, Por La Vida is more than a music. You have the festival, mm-hmm. but your ministry does months of groundwork yes. with local churches leading up to it. Mm-hmm. And so I know some people are probably going, okay, this is cool, but mm-hmm. Deaf Bible Society and a music festival, how, how, <laughs> how well does that come together? But it's more mm-hmm. than just that moment. It's mm-hmm. more than the music festival. Mm-hmm. And we came to you and we said, hey, we, let's try something. What, what was that like? Do you remember that? My first, yes, and and my first, my first thought was this is not going to work for deaf people to come to a music festival. <laughs> it's not going to work, um, but we did, yeah. and it did, yeah. and it was wonderful yeah. um, to be able to have somebody doing deaf interpretation on the platform. And to be able to have, though the deaf community couldn't hear the music, you literally feel the pounding of the, as they were right there at the front of the platform, they could feel the reverberation from the speakers. And they saw the people dancing on the platform and their face, JR, their faces lit up, lit up as they watched the words being visibly displayed and uh, it was it was a wonderful wonderful experience. I I want more. Yeah. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want to look for the deaf community. I want to reach the deaf community. I want to go after them. Um, you were telling a story before we got on air. You were telling a story about Jesus mm-hmm. in your office. You told me Jesus healed the d- demoniac. Mm-hmm. That you told the story about somebody that asked you who was a farmer and asked a question, I can't remember all the details, but yeah. what stuck to me, the, the spiritual story, somebody asked the question, uh, who was a farmer, who reimbursed the man who owned the pigs that right. the demons went out of the, out of the demoniac, the man, out of the man and into the pigs, the pigs ran off the cliff and they all right. died. And someone asked the great question, who reimbursed the farmer. That's, that's right. What an incredible thought. And so then the response you gave was that it, it came out that the teaching of the story is just simply this. Jesus, Jesus would risk the economic, am I getting this right? Mm-hmm. He would risk the economic stability of a community for one soul, yeah. just one. JR, as soon as you said that, I began to think of other ones, 
I thought of the woman that was hemorrhaging because of blood for 12 years. She had given everything she had. She had tried everything. She drank every tea she ate, every protein bar she did, everything she could to find healing, Mm -hmm. and she couldn't. So by faith, she said, my only hope is Jesus. Absolutely. And he changed one person. There was a crowd around him. He stopped for one. Mm. Then I thought of the Ethiopian eunuch. Here he is. Some say, biblical scholars say he was actually the minister of finance for Queen Candace of Ethiopia. Mm. And all of a sudden, there's a revival going on, and the Holy Spirit says to Philip, the evangelist, (laughs) says to Philip, I want you to stop what you're doing, leave here, go to this desert place, And Philip just did it. Mm -hmm. He obeyed. And with his obedience came blessing. There's a lesson in there for us. Yeah, absolutely. And Philip went after, because the Holy Spirit told him to, just one. And it just, it's amazing to me, all of the ones. Bartimaeus is another one. A massive crowd of people, a huge crowd. But Jesus wasn't impressed with the crowd. He was impressed with the one. Mm. So, J.R., my commitment to you and Deaf Bible, we're going to look for the one, the one deaf man, the one deaf woman, the one deaf teenager, the one deaf individual in the cities that we go to, targeting the hearing, but the deaf community will be inclusive, and we are committed to going after them like Jesus, one at a time, yeah. one at a time. Thank you for encouraging me in that way. Thank you again for this ministry that makes all of this happen. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Um, so much to be done. I, uh, you know, I know there are a lot of people listening that are probably in the same position you were in. You're certainly not mm-hmm. there today, mm-hmm. but they're thinking, ah, I don't, I don't know any deaf people. Mm-hmm. Our church, I don't think we've ever encountered any deaf people. Are they really there? What would you say to them? How would you encourage those within the churches that are listening right now that are just really kind of saying, Lord, mm-hmm. I mean, is this really for us, or is this just something cool to hear about that's going on in the mm-hmm. world? What would you say to them? You mentioned earlier one of your staff uh, individuals, Chantal Pagan. She asked me a piercing, penetrating question. I pastored a church in a little tiny town. This was before this other... Uh, this large music festival mm. ministry that we have. I was pastoring a, in a little tiny town. A l- I mean, I'm talking 2,000 people. <laughs> there are no street lights yeah. in my town. There are no police in my town. There are no jails in my town. It is small. Yeah. And I'm pastoring a little tiny church. And your staff person looked at me and said, do you have a deaf ministry in your church? To which I responded, sweetheart, there are 2,000 people in my town, and trust me, they all hear. To which she responded, how do you know that? Have you looked mm. for them? Have you sought them out? J.R., to which I responded, no, I have not. And she said, I think if you look for the deaf community, deaf individuals, you will find them. 
We started a ministry, and by the time I left that church, there were seven. Seven, Mm. (laughs) it's not very much, but they meant the world to me. Seven deaf people living in my community of 2,000 people. And we begin to serve them and minister them and love them and make friends with them. Why? Because this ministry, your staff person, Chantel, she said, in essence, maybe you don't know that they're there because you've never taken the time to seek. Yeah. Wow. That was my lesson. The seven people that weren't there, you were convinced there were no deaf people and so for many of you listening, you're probably convinced they're, they're not on my block, they're not in my borough, they're not in our city. Uh, I, I would echo Mike's, the question that was, that was presented to Mike, I would, I would present that to you. Are you looking? Have you looked? They're right there. Mike, uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for what you do. Stay at it, man. You know what? Let's go after one more together. Amen. God bless you. What a great attitude. (laughs) What a great testimony. Can't you just feel the passion in Mike's heart for the souls of people? Mike knows that God's love is completely indiscriminate. It doesn't matter how many times you've tried and failed. His love is still perfectly intact. And he's eager to redeem you and to heal your brokenness, be you famous or forgotten, hearing or deaf. That's the message Deaf Bible Society wants to communicate with deaf people all over the world by helping to translate the Bible into every signed language. It's a huge task, requiring many, many teams of people in every single nation and tribe. But it's good work life-changing work, and it's work that you can be a part of, even if you're not a linguist or interpreter. You can play a vital role in Bible translation work just as you are. How? Go to GodSigns.com and explore the many sign language translation projects Deaf Bible Society is engaged with right now, and then join with them in their mission by making a gift or a pledge of financial support to the project that most touches your heart. Please, Help give the gift of God's Word to deaf people who don't have it yet. Godsigns.com. JR? You know, I was thinking back how uh, the story that Mike was sharing about uh, the, the farmers asking the question. You know, the demo- uh, the, the, Jesus sends the, the demons out of the demoniac into the pigs. Uh, it just, just to clarify, it, w- it wasn't me that gave that brilliant response. But what happened was a community of people had been given access to Scripture in their language, in audio. And the village elders are listening to this passage of Scripture. And they came back, and they were the ones that said, you know, based on this, we feel like Jesus saying, the soul of this one man is worth more than the economy of an entire village. And so we ask you the question, just as Mike was asked the question, that one man, what is their soul worth to you? That one deaf person in your, in your borough, in your city, in, in your country, wherever you're at, what are they worth? We know what they're worth to Jesus. Have you looked? Are you looking? So I would encourage you today uh, to do a few things. 
Um, if you're listening right now and you're a Spanish speaker or you're listening right now and you know someone that is, please, I would encourage you to send them to festivalporlavida.com. And if you're an English speaker um, and you want to learn more, go to mikesilva.org. Find out what they're doing because they're not just reaching the hearing. They've come alongside us and they're making the gospel known to every person, including the deaf. And as always, please go to godsigns.com. You can watch this whole program there in American Sign Language. Thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you. The vast majority of people who heard this program today have never considered the spiritual needs of deaf people. Maybe you're one of them, but now you have. Now you know. The question is, how will you respond? Will you go to godsigns.com and explore further? Oh, I hope so. I hope you'll seek out a sign language Bible translation project that you would like to support through your prayers and your financial gifts, and then get involved. Give, write letters of support, learn more about the culture your gifts will impact. And remember that the program you just heard is also being interpreted into American Sign Language and streamed on godsigns.com. So all the deaf can see it and be blessed by it, as we hope you have been. Thank you for listening and for praying for this work. On behalf of Deaf Bible Society, God bless you. Will you go to godsigns.com and explore further? Oh, I hope so. I hope you'll seek out a sign language Bible translation project that you would like to support through your prayers and your financial gifts. And then get involved. Give. Write letters of support. Learn more about the culture your gifts will impact. And remember that the program you just heard is also being interpreted into American Sign Language and streamed on GodSigns.com. So all the deaf can see it and be blessed by it, as we hope you have been. Thank you for listening and for praying for this work. On behalf of Deaf Bible Society, God bless you.